Joe, <laughs> are you joking? Welcome back to Wind Against Tide. So we just had this discussion. Are you where actually joking me, Joe? Joey said he was going to start off, and he just yeah like blanked out and I, pointed at Dave, saying, "Welcome back." <laughs> you guys are the main anchors of this show. I didn't think you want me to kick it off, but boys, oh my gosh, I wish I was in Bermagui right now. We literally just had the conversation who's going to start off and I'm like, I'll do it. And then you're like, no, no, you, I'll give me a go. And then you just looked at me. I was, I was waiting for the, for the oh, intro, but that's Joey. all good. Uh, thanks for having me back, guys. Good <laughs> thanks, to be here again. Thanks for coming on, Joey. Good start. Um, and I really wish I was in Bermagui right now. Uh, Fabian, my boss, he left late last night and he went straight to Bermagui and I got a text message two hours ago. 10 minutes, bang, and he's on a marlin. Yeah, so, right. It's who do you bad. guys know that's in Bermagui right now? I know a few people. It's I kind know of the epicenter. Jamie from Jamie and Molina's there. Yep, Jamie from Jamie and Molina's there. <laughs> Bermagui at the moment is kind of like the epicenter of fishing. It's the place to be, um, and we would love to be there. Um, I think Adrian's going to get up there soon, but I don't know how I'm going to go with a newborn. But... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting fishing happening up there at the moment. Uh, there's boats coming in or not coming in because they're letting them go. They're letting the fish go, but um, they're tagging, you know, upwards of four to five mile and in a day, which is pretty exciting. And the good thing is they're now on bait balls. Oh yeah, which is um, that's probably Jenny's our- season. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that they've been um, you know pitching the liveys at the bait balls or. You know, Doing your livey and, and dragging it away from the bait ball, whichever way you like it. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely our favourite way to chase them. So, yeah, well, oh gosh, I'd love to. I'm gonna have to weasel my way up there somehow. I reckon, well, Joe. How how's the weather looking the next few days up there? I don't know. Would you like me to do a live check? Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, I will open my phone. I heard it's extremely hard to get accommodation as well up there. Yeah, but I think the um. I was going to talk about this in the hookup, but I think the bite's pretty uh, pretty widespread because I know Eden is um, also fishing exceptionally well. Oh, Joe, the weather is the weather is. <laughs> does that mean does that mean we should just go straight after this? No, well, it's very difficult difficult for me to go up there, but you're welcome. Look, to look you'd worked it out perfectly fine when we were texting last night. You're going, oh look, it'd be lovely. I'll just take Maddie and Sam with me. Yeah, that's the only way I can go up if I do like a family thing. But um, yes, I did. Uh, I, I got a little bit of a live update from... Have a look at that weather, Joey. Oh, wow. Doesn't get any better than that. Oh, man. So Jamie has said they have literally only been fishing like four hours a day for some reason. <laughs> um, they hooked three yesterday. Um, dropped all three. Ouch. And hooked one today and dropped it. Apparently, there's a lot of makos up there, which you always get when you're up there marlin fishing. And oh, jo- Joey's got some live update, guys. He's going to show his phone here. Yep, that's a picture of a marlin jumping on a phone. Ten minutes fishing, so, bang, where are you? Twelve mile. There ten minutes go. in. <laughs> Very popular spot, the old twelve mile. Um, so, yeah. Where was I, Joe? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Jamie Molina. Yeah, yeah. So they're only fishing four hours a day, apparently. Yeah. So stacks of fish um, up there, um, and looking good as that moon, as that moon phase, as the moon dissipates, 
should see the fishing probably get even better, really. So, so going into that new moon phase? Well, I think so. I'm no expert. There's definitely been plenty of times where there's been a lot of fish caught over the full, but I have found it to make it a little bit more difficult sometimes. Yeah, and then 100% agree with that, Dave, because it, you feel like they feed more at, in the night um, when it's a full moon because fish become more active, like the bait and stuff. So Yeah, so we know there's no hard and fast rules, but I always find, especially like big tuna and pelagics in general, like kingfish, tuna, whatever, game fish, that um, when the, there's a full moon, quite often the bite, as you're saying, very early or very late because they're starting to switch on again for the night. Yep. Um, having said that, you know, as long as you've got baits in the water, you're a chance, aren't you, Adrian? Oh, 100%. you just got to go out, get off the couch and get out there, I reckon, because that's the only way you're going to catch him. Oh, yeah. If you worry about all the um, things that could be – could stop the fish from biting. You'd never go, would you? <laughs> nah, that's it. Like, for instance, this morning I went and Brendan was just sending me uh, death weather reports and stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like calm as. Yeah. And then he's like, no, it's windy. My dongles in my house are dinging. <laughs> yeah, it actually was quite breezy at my house though this morning, which yeah, is weird. Right. But like that um, med-eye that you just had up before, it's such good localised forecasting that you, mm. you can – Look exactly where you're going, and you knew that where you were heading was going to be um, really nice weather. So that leads us beautifully into a little trip report for you, Adrian. Ah, oh, yes. So this morning I did a sneaky trip. I was supposed to work, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I got, I finally got tags delivered because I've been waiting on tags. Well, tag at 100 hit a bit of a pothole. It did. We kind of stalemate for about two or three weeks. So we didn't have any tags. <laughs> I was stuck on about. Um, seven fish for a long time, Joey. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to improvise with some tags. Is that acceptable? Can you make your own little tags, <laughs> oh, Joey? I don't think you can. <laughs> yeah, just make your make your own ones. With Come on, on, we're in a refrigerator's factory <laughs> here. Well, surely you can whip up something with some heat shrink and just wham it into a tuna or two. Why not? Actually, well, point. yeah. Look, the pro. The, there is a bit of a tag shortage going on because I um, emailed my tag man from um, Department of Primary Industries or wherever it is. And um, he is only allocating me 10 at a time as well. Crazy. I said, mate, I would probably use 10 in, well, all going well. You yeah. could use 10 in a trip. Oh, 100%. Like I could have tagged nine last week mm. and I had one tag left. So, Yeah, so look, I'm going to jump in and help you with your tag at 100, Adrian. It's the only way I see it getting done. <laughs> Well, today I launched nice and early at Stony, and I actually went under the uh, San Remo Bridge quite early. I don't know if you can see that, Joey. Oh, wow. But I sent this to Brendan because he was living his third day of the day. Um, I, I was actually up. Oh, no, I wasn't because I was like 4am. And he's like, where's that? I'm like, oh, that's, um." he goes, is that a UFO? And I go, nah, don't be an idiot. That's the bridge. He goes, oh, it's San Remo. And he goes, you know, it's terrifying uh, windy out there. Like, yeah, it's just ridiculously windy. And Dave's like, yeah, it's 18 knots at South Channel Pile. Ooh. Yeah, it actually was. That's but, pretty scary. Yeah, but it wasn't there. I'm like, well, it's four knots here. So I went out. Um, Isn't that crazy how the wind can be different from well, that's what's the, the eastern entrance to the South Channel Pile? How many kilometres? Uh, 50, 60, 70? I think it would be probably about 70. Yeah, so 
18 knots down the south channel and you had nothing. Fair yeah. to say? Um, yeah, I had about at least maximum I had was about eight knots today. And How good. Yeah. Awesome. Bloody amazing conditions. And I actually had to work to find the fish because they weren't in the normal areas. Um, Are they still on muttons? Yes, believe it or not, they were, Joey. That's good. You heard it here first. <laughs> the local tuna are still on muttons. You heard it here first. The tuna are doing the thing they predictably always do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You don't have they, to be such work. a smarty pants about it. Some people might think, oh, that's really interesting. No, they probably, yeah, they probably do. <laughs> I just, well, I just want to hear, I, I just want to hear all the details of Adrian's ship because I want to get through the fishing part and get to a little bit at the end of the uh-huh. trip. So, so you heard about my little mishap, did you? Yeah, but, I, I, but let's hear about the fishing first. Let's get that yeah, out of the so way. So I finally found the fish, found my own pack, got away from the boats, and yeah, it was just um, real screaming, as you can see there. Um, every, everybody loves a good real scream. Oh, they're just creaking away. <laughs> yeah, creaking away, you reckon, Joey? <laughs> and yeah, so I ended up with, um, I guess, two tag fish today. Um, there's one there. Nice, nice blue water today. Now that's on the Helco Laser Pro. Oh, the King Brown does King it again. Brown. All hail King Brown. If you ever, if you're ever wondering what lures to run on um, school tuna or tuna in general, uh, you should definitely have one of them. The King Brown, which is obviously a brown colour, Laser Pro, has accounted for many, many, many fish over the years. It has, it has, and obviously I, I tagged him. And I did the uh, good thing and wet the brag mat first, measured it. As it flaps around on the dry carpet. <laughs> no, but it's, it's wet on the fish, so yes. Tell me something with your laser pros, do you change them to singles or do you get the trebles? Yeah, so I change them over to um, singles. Yep. So Makes it nice and easy to release. Yeah, and less um, throat bleeding. Oh, so yeah. They generally hook in the, in the lip in the mouth somewhere. You're yeah. a legend. Yeah. I'd call you like a tuna hero. <laughs> tuna ledge. <laughs> well, Maybe like a that? tuna champion even. Is that a thing? Uh, I think there's a thing called Tuna Champions, Dave. But <laughs> 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 no, but honestly, I, I struggled a bit because um, the first hookup I had, it was a double and I had three rods out, wound in one and... One was still in the rigger and I was trying to wind that in at the same time. I'm like, you know what? It's probably a good time to get the GoPro going. So I've got one in my hand and one in the rod holder and I'm grabbing the GoPro like this <laughs> and I put it on my head and just as I turned it on, the rod that I had in my hand obviously touched the boat somewhere and I popped it off. Oh, shit. Now, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Adrian's releasing all these tuna because he's sick of eating them. <laughs> I'm not That's sick of eating them. <laughs> I, I do like it. I really enjoy it, but... Um, one fish, you know, can obviously feed a few families, so. Yeah, you get over it. You also get over trying to, like, get, pe- like, you give people tuna and you say, yeah, come grab some tuna. And then it's like they're doing you a favour by coming and getting it off you. And <laughs> you have to do all the legwork for them. You're like, oh, no, yeah. no, mate, I'm giving you, like, primo fish here. But what's been good lately f- for me is um, the last couple of trips um, where I've actually caught fish because I did one on the weekend at we didn't catch anything, which I'll uh, talk about in a minute. Um, Sorry, Dave. Oh, Someone's just, just playing. Playing a video over me. Oh, it, what I was trying to say. 
is that um, I've had a couple of people out that have wanted to take a fish home. So that's fine. They've taken the fish home and I've literally just taken like one beautiful like oh, shoulder yeah. cut of meat. Oh, you go the shoulder, not the uh, the toro. <sighs> yeah, the belly's good. Yeah. Um, or do you like the belly for sushi though? Yeah. Yeah. That's the best bit. It's not bad. But you got to get you got to get um the fleshy bit next to the belly. Yeah. Know, where it goes from, you know, pink to white. Yeah, yeah. And that's the good bit. Yep. In Ooh. my opinion. So anyway, I've just been taking like small manageable chunks, which is nice cuz you really appreciate um the fish that you've got cuz you don't have ridiculous amounts that you're trying to get through. Yeah. So. No, so yeah, I've got those Tag those two fish. Yep. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's 11.30. I said I'd go to work after it. And I didn't end up making it back to work. Well, I did, but I didn't end up doing any work. Yeah. But Oh, well. So The intention was there. Yeah, exactly. So I got through the east entrance, yeah, came around the... This is the bit that I was waiting for. Yeah. Oh, before you say that, how's the new motor going? Ah, yes. Hang on, we'll do that after, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Because that's a whole another thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I got around the uh, red buoy, you know, where you come out of, I guess, the eastern channel entrance thing. Well, you make a left hook. Yeah. Or the, a right hook, yeah. depending on which direction Extreme you're Extreme left hook. Yeah. And um, I'm like, oh, no, that looks like a cop boat coming my way. The oh, first yeah. thing that um, came to my mind was, oh. I'll outrun them? No. <laughs> <laughs> was, oh, no, they're going to know I'm overpowered. Oh. <laughs> yes. But that wasn't the case. I... You know, I tend to go, ah, I'm not going to wear a life jacket today. <gasps> do I wear one? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Well, it's a bit hot, was it? Joe's <laughs> <laughs> trying to come up with reasons why you potentially. Well, in my opinion, if I'm coming off the boat. A bit uncomfortable. I'll probably be knocked out. And how am I going to pull the string on the life jacket, Dave? This is very controversial. <laughs> That's it? why they have self-inflating life jackets that. Get activated by the water when you fall in. Yeah, right. Anyway, look, Adrian, I'd just like to say I'd like to see where where your PFD went okay. on your own. But yeah, I'd like to see you not knocked out and safe flo- <laughs> floating there. Well, just let's not pretend that a lot of people don't do it. You get a bit lazy and... The thing is, um, yeah, he was coming the other way towards me and I was streaming past him and I saw on the corner my U-turn tie... Flat sticked it at a top speed of like thirty knots. It was blistering. Yeah, I'm sure like that. I'm sure the police boat only had like eight hundred horsepower or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like what twin, sort of police three hundreds or something. It's one of those Zodiac ones, Joey. Oh, but you'll see in the video. But um, yeah, see, see, they're not the local cops, so they definitely would have given you. They're they're the big smokers. Mm. They're the Texas cops, the, the ones who have no idea about the waterways in Wissenport. Those ones. Whoa. The local ones are in like a Bass Strader normally. It's a Noosa Cat, isn't it? Yeah. No. I've, the, oh, no, I've seen them in No, no, Noosa Cat's the fisheries, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they did a U-turn and I saw them in the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh, I'm going to pretend I didn't see them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in an open boat. There's no point in even trying to attempt to put a life jacket on in front of them because they're going to see it anyway. And this is, I guess, the video of what happened. So... How are ya? They're uh, they're taking photos of yeah, you. Yeah, no worries. 
for the Red J, Joey. They're pulling up on him for everyone listening. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope, I hope their ticket was waterproof. Yep. Yeah. So, pause that. We'll yep. do a quick little yep. catch up because it's very, it's kind of hard to hear the police, yep. the lovely policeman. So, he's saying that. Woman. Uh, woman. They treat life jackets like seatbelts. Hang on, hang on. Joey's calling the policeman a woman. <laughs> it's, a, it's a policewoman, not a policeman. <laughs> it was a man. No, it wasn't. It was. It was. Come on, <laughs> can we replay that? Just can we just can we just check it? We'll see more of him in a sec. Okay, <laughs> Joe. So, so Dave's um <laughs> recap of what he said. He's saying, you know, on the water, it's like a seatbelt to us, basically. And I've just said, I, I understand that. So we're going to go back we to the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, to him. You know what I've never seen? Is a police boat with, like, actual lights, like, pulling up and lights. Yeah, while well, they pulled me up with lights. Oh, Adrian, there were... Yeah. There was an Aldi special on fire extinguishers yeah, yeah. last week. Yeah? eleven ninety nine. <laughs> thanks, Thanks for the input, Joe's like my Joe's like an Audi expert. Yeah. He he scans the the Audi deals regularly. He's always on the lookout. Anyway, at this point here in the video, the cops telling me that it was you know I'm one up and I should have been wearing a life jacket, especially today because it's quite rough. Yes. But if you have a look at the water here, yeah, it's actually actually believe it or not, it's real good conditions. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it is. It's updated. Okay. Yeah. Why, why would he say it's not good out the western? Oh, wow. I don't know, Dave. Like 30k the other direction. I don't know. That's what baffled me. Like, come on, man. I'm at the east entrance. You got me inside what's important near Rill. I think the conditions are great where we are. If you look at the video there, it's like dead calm. Man, he even had the flashing lights. Yeah, yeah. Dave like it was, it, was fully, it was fully official. Yeah, like they full turned around and then they saw me without the life jacket and turned the lights on. Yeah. After they confirmed. Was there sirens? No, there wasn't any sirens, Dave. Just a That's blue lame. flashy light. Thanks. For, anyway, good work, Joe. Hey, you notice they don't have a red flashy light there? No. Yeah. Is that so you don't get confused with a navigational light? Yes, that Probably. is correct, David. Yeah. Yeah, so. So yeah, you're a bad boy. No worries. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it's going to come in the mail. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks, Dave. Uh, I thought so that, that was yeah, going to Oops. Oops. Crikey, it's playing again. Yeah, so the reason uh, we're playing this is we're going to establish a GoFundMe account <laughs> I for I did say that to him too, but I mustn't have put it in the video. How much do you think that fine will be? I don't know. Apparently, it's coming in the mail. and I've got a pretty good idea. Okay, so I've actually I've committed the same oh. offence before. <laughs> I would just like to point out um, that I've been accused of being blase with life jackets before, and I, but I have never actually... <laughs> been um like not wore one in a tiny boat. So well, they didn't get me for the boat size, Dave. They got me because I was one up. That's yeah. what he said to me. He goes, you, you know, it's one up. Come on. So it Joe, wasn't because of the small boat. Look, I, I got a four point two meter dory. Yep. And about ten years ago, I got done down at Flinders, um, and that was. $360 back then. So Ooh. with inflation and cost of living going <laughs> up, really? and I'm going to estimate your ticket's going to be about 
between $500 and $600. <laughs> That's a lot of information. $500, $600. Come uh, on. Yeah, well, For a PFT. It could be. But did I die, though? <laughs> we're, um, also, we're currently, we're, there's a war happening as of like today. Yep. So, you know. Explosions could, have gone off in Kiev. The Russians have started I moving you're into say Kiev. Explosions are going off at um, petrol stations with inflated fuel prices. Yes. $2 and 5 Unleaded um, in and around Melbourne. Dave is racing to fill up his car straight after this podcast because apparently yeah. it's a dollar sixty nine. I'm going to go hook that, the boat uh, up. I'm going to hook the boat up to him and fill it to the brim. Usually, when Dave fills up the boat at the servo, I can just hear him go, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Yes, it's not as cheap to run as you're so thirsty. <laughs> it's not as cheap to run as Adrian's boat, which I believe has gotten even more fuel efficient because. This week, yes, we have a new edition. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the new edition. Oh, so, is this engine stats? Did you like that segue, by the way? Yeah, yeah, it's a good transition there, David. Nailed um, it, and then ruined it by talking about the fact that it was a good segue. <laughs> but yeah, so this week it's no secret I've gone from the fifty Merc to the seventy Yami, and I got to say, it is probably you know the best thing the boats. You know, got on it now because it is the right power ratio to the boat now. Because well, you, I've added you, so many extras, it just yeah. it was just a slug. Yeah. Well, it, you are carrying a lot of weight. You've got an underfloor fuel tank, is that correct? Yeah, ninety-seven liters. So ninety-seven liters. So how much do you reckon that weighs? An extra hundred kilos? Uh, well, <laughs> a liter a kilo. A liter a kilo. Yeah. Like what are we? Well, the, t- the tank probably weighs Hang maybe on. ten kilos. Hang on, even I can do this maths. <laughs> oh, come on, what is a smarty pants? What we do? We went up fifty liters, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> and then went. How much would the stainless weigh? You reckon ten? No, it's not stainless. Ellie, Ellie oh, boat. Yeah. Oh, so that's yeah. That's not much. Yeah, either. yeah. So that, we that, added about sixty kilo. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's quite funny because when I picked up the boat, um, I launched it like straight away. There, there she is there, the 70 on the back. And um, I'm like, oh, I'll do a prop test, see what speeds I can get. And I've got to play around with the prop a bit just to get the maximum speed a bit better. But so was that just out of the box or upgraded prop? No, it's out of the box. Okay. I, they're order, ordering the um, stainless prop in for me, mm-hmm. which should get me a bit better performance. But... The old, where I bought the boat from originally, they're a Merc dealer, JV Marine. And, yeah, the big boss is Mark Stav. And there he is, backing down with Michael, one of the salesmen, doing a boat test. And they're all waving at me like, oh, hey, Adrian, hey. And I'm pointing at the Yamaha like this, and they're just, like, shocked, like, oh, no, what's he done? <laughs> they're shook. But what happened is I actually went and approached them first and, like, can we put a bigger motor? And they said, no, we can't do it. Yeah, they're not actually allowed. No. Um, they're all tightly under the reins of Mercury. Yeah. So how is it? Um, she's punchy and she gets well over 50 in any conditions. So. Wait, hang on one minute. How do you actually get around that if the place says, I don't want to put on an, a bigger powered motor on it? What, do you just go somewhere else and they get you to sign a waiver? Like, Yeah, kind of. They just say... If you die, sign here. No, they just say install to owner's instructions and that's what they've done. So, Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably... You're right. Like, it was a bit underpowered. It was a slug, Dave. 
like an actual slug. But the thing is, most people they sell these boats to, like it's the one, it's it's one of those boats where you just walk in off the street yeah. and you buy a um, combo deal. Yeah. With the the motor, the Big Mac motor, and then you take it down to an enclosed waterway, and away you go. But you've bolted so much stuff onto it. It's a weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's actually, it's yeah, no, it's actually, it's awesome but, the way but, you've done it. But yeah. It, you, it's yeah, it's had weight added, and also the conditions that you fish yeah. in are <laughs> <laughs> offshore. It's supposed to be a riverboat; it moves most of its life offshore. Hey, Renegades are quite good hulls for that kind of fishery. That's so. no, nice. Rides really well. Um, it rides even better now, believe it or not. It sits higher, more power, more control. It's just amazing. I'm I'm in love with it. Like it, I really got to stretch it today, and it's just. Rode so well. well that's but, r- but, yeah, I've got a bit of footage of um, the Mercury boys there from JV Marine, uh, Mark Stav, and it's actually a quite funny video. So here they are. Look at these guys. They're upset at me. <laughs> They're laughing. <laughs> Look at that. They love it. Uh, good stuff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad that that's working out for you, Adrian. And, and they actually... Um, Did they offer to buy back the old motor? Uh, I'm not sure who bought the old motor, but I traded it in, so, oh. yeah. But they actually said, you know what, that that's probably well suited to that boat you got now. Like, uh, they agreed with me that you know, it's the better better power to weight ratio for the boat, so... Yeah. Now, if I can uh, pump up a future episode we're having, I actually... Had a chat to our mate Dave Meehan from uh, oh, Mercury hey. today, who is uh, busy. Yeah. Um, that's why we've ended up with Joe. Oh, right. <laughs> um, no, we're very excited to have Joe in. But Dave is actually going to come on, not next week, so we'll have to get someone in next week, but the week after. Um, and... Dave Meehan is CEO of Mercury Australia. Did I already yeah. say that? Yeah, I yeah. said that, didn't I? I think so. We spoke about him before because we've actually had him on the phone before. Yeah. Well, um, we can guarantee you're definitely not sponsored by Mercury, Adrian. No. I'm not sponsored by anyone, Joey. <laughs> Why not? Why? Because Why not? I can buy what I want and use what agent. I want, whatever I, like I want. That's the way to be. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. Wouldn't it be awful to be tied to some kind of sponsorship <laughs> where you're pressured to have to use their goods and products for every fishing trip? It'd be horrible. Are you looking at me? I'm not sponsored by no, anyone. No, no. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Speaking about sponsorships, we don't have any, but we do have a lot of guys around us that help us along the way. Like, yeah. um, for instance, Hastings um, Fishing Online, they look after us like every time we go in the shop. Yeah, we no, don't, they're awesome. We never ask for anything. We don't demand anything. We offer to pay and they give us, you know, sometimes almost cost price on things. So, it's Yeah, amazing. well... Um, Sorry, I'll just quickly finish. Dave Mayan coming in a couple of yep. weeks. That's awesome. Adrian's going to be on trial for his brand swap. But we're going to talk about all the exciting stuff that's happening with Mercury because they're at the head of the field with developing motors at the moment. Yeah. Um, Are we going to go on that VTOL before he comes on? Oh, no. We've been trying to get on this bloody 600 horsepower thing for mm-hmm. ages. Um, so I don't know. I think it's in Gippsland at the moment. So No, they came back into Melbourne today. Oh, well, maybe yeah. we will. We'll, we'll talk about that with him. Wait, so. a 600 horsepower outboard? V12. What? Yeah, you know You've been this, living Joe. under a rock, Joe. Look, I heard there was some good engine, but I don't think it was 600. <laughs> oh, mate. Yes. Mercury's doing a 600 horsepower. Mate, um, I, and it steers from the 
gearbox. Yeah, the, the cowling doesn't move with it. Mate, I'm going to set my VCR to record for that podcast episode. Yeah. VCR, um, he's got a VCR player still. Wow. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm going to smash that notification um, button. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. That like, like, comment, and subscribe to our channel because we're struggling a little bit. But no, we aren't. Oh, aren't we're we? killing it. Oh, don't there we go. don't tape us on a VCR. <laughs> Get with the time. Just subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> it's a lot less effort if you just hit the little red subscribe button. Yeah, then uh, go find yourself. And uh, also leave a comment and, yeah, if you want to get into Dave about his no life jacket, you're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an interesting response, actually. But we've copped, we've copped yeah. it. That, that there was, but yeah, we, Adrian knows yeah. that he um, flouted the rules and Look, got his I'm one, I'm one that flouts a lot of rules and, yeah, I copped <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. Well, as long as you're up front with it. Yeah. Um, There's one, no secret about it. We were started talking about something then, which I think is actually quite an interesting Dave topic. Mead. No, before that, but I just didn't want to leave the Dave okay. Mead thing unfinished. Yeah, the sponsorship. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I think it is something. Uh, it's a very. It is an interesting thing to talk talk about because it's quite a funny thing in the fishing industry. I don't know if this is a thing with every with other recreations where it's like become such a big deal to try and attach yourself to a brand, mm. and I just think it's. It's quite interesting to see people carrying on it like they're, they're promoting the heck out of a brand and probably receiving very little, <laughs> if perhaps nothing, well, in return. I just I think that's yeah. you see a lot of Instagrammers like post like a million photos of one product like a week, and it's like, do you even like that? Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a really funny like human nature thing to to think about. Like, really, that brand should be. That brand should be like giving, like coming after you mm-hmm. and wanting to be associated with you. And imagine like they're just like rubbing their hands together because they're getting they're getting all this free promotion for for zero dollars. That's, that's the best advertising in the world. Look, oh yeah, a, a sponsorship is a, is a two way street. Like you know, I can't help but think about even Brendan back in the day he was using bar crusher boats religiously, and my goodness, but. The last two, three years, I've never seen so many bar crushes in Western Port. <laughs> no, I'm just going to be, be straight off from with that. If you ask Brendan, he'll be like, yeah, I'm the number one salesman for bar crusher. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about that is, like, we didn't just pick up a bar crusher and start going, oh, these are the best boats in the world. They're awesome. We picked them up and we took them all around Australia and we went out in horrendous conditions and we dinted and scratched and put them through their bases. <laughs> Put, pushed them to the limits, absolutely. And, yeah, we did. And then we started saying that they were, well, like, the quality was good and how, you know, you could see we were physically using them for the things that they were designed for. Yeah, like a sponsorship is an awareness campaign. Mm. It's an awareness about somebody's product and suggest to the angler you might like to use this. I think it carries a whole lot more weight if you – if you're using a product first and then once you've well and truly put it through its trials and you truly believe in it, then you can tell the whole world about it and you've got the evidence to back it up. So you're suggesting somebody might want to align themselves with a, a product just to get free stuff and not exactly put the product through its um, paces? Well, yeah. it happens. It just happens. I think it's quite funny. A lot, of, pe- a lot of people actually 
like just receiving something, yeah. even though they don't would never use it or don't like it. They're like, oh, look at this free thing I got. Yeah, and then they're like, this is an amazing product. It's like, mate, you've just taken it out of the mailbox. How can you know that? <laughs> yes. Oh, David. Interesting little yeah. Interesting little tangent to go down, don't you, you could, think? You could name a few names, but probably shouldn't. No. <laughs> we well, won't. I just, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and, and say it with uh, – Look, what we up? we really love we really love um, those those Halco deep divers. Yeah. You know, you know why we like them? One, they're cheap, and two, yes. they're effective. Yep. Um, that's it. There's there's no lineage with any brands or anything with that. Yeah, but, I, but I remember, like we loved those lures so much. I said to Brendan, "Oh, mate, you know you should really get in touch with Halco and get a sponsorship." And he's like, "Joe, like for you know." A hundred bucks worth of lures, like we shouldn't just but go and buy them and keep replacing them, and decide to talk about them when we want to talk about them. Yeah, I'm like, gee, that makes a lot of sense. Well, you know, with lures, I'm actually always searching for an edge to mm. find a lure that not everyone else is running. Yeah, and so that's another reason why I like to buy them because that way it's my prerogative to keep it secret if I want to. Because, like, if you if you feel like you need to pump it up, then obviously everyone's going to start running them. The fish are going to get a little bit wise to it. It's going to be less effective. Well, yeah, exactly. For, for instance, like with squid fishing, like I'll leave one lure on my rod for like five years. I'll never change it. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because I want to keep trying to catch a fish on it. Yeah, like, and that it. lure is probably not even in production anymore. No. Nah. But like there was a skirt that I was started running last year and um, – being like real good lure. It's a very interesting shape and it swims different. Oh, yeah. Lo- I, I love know. the action. Of it. It's like this in the water. I know the one and all of a sudden that's my favourite lure. <laughs> yeah. And it swims different to everything else. And not I didn't know anyone else who had one. And I thought that's going to be a winner because it had the – basically it's – A wedge head. So it's called a wedgie. Yeah. So there used to be a lure called a killer vibe, which was very popular back in the day. This yep. is a tuna lure, by the way. And it literally just had like a slant on its head and it would swim just under the water and vibe along and it was a hard body. Mm. But the problem with a hard body lure is that your hookups quite often aren't as good because with a skirt, they grab the soft part of the skirt. And, and it slides down into yeah, the hook. And yeah, and the, yeah, the hook has plenty of gape to set, the mm. to set. So this is like a hybrid of a skirted lure and a killer vibe. And when I saw it, I thought that's going to be really good. So we we so I, oh, long story short, I bought it and it was very effective. And because I bought it, I didn't feel like I needed to pump it up, and I had that little edge for a little while. And then eventually, I did. It came out on uh, our yep. videos and stuff, <laughs> and other people started to run it. I still reckon it's not that popular. And and see, so you running that lure and buying it yourself, they actually approached you later and, and sent you out some more lures to try it. They did send, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you didn't have to post anything. They're well, just like, oh, my God, you caught a fish on our lure. Here, have some more. Yeah. Well, someone else had messaged me and goes, oh, yeah, you got to, like, um, pump it up and tag them and all this oh, stuff. Oh, like yes, a, I remember that. So, and I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I paid full price for it. So That's because that particular person was sponsored by them, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. I've had a look at those. They're about 150 bucks, up to. Are they? Okay. Um well, they might be now. Didn't you pay full price for it? No, I did. <laughs> they weren't that expensive back then. Mm. So maybe they've pumped it up a bit. But, yeah. Inflation. So, yes, quite the rabbit hole, that one. But yeah, we'll leave it at that. Very, very good. <clears throat> so, 
Did we say target 100? Yeah. Oh, oh. All right. we're up to nine now. For Adrian, can, can I make a suggestion with yeah. up to one hundred? Like we need, like you need some like special like segment there, just like yeah, like a little flash, like what number you're up to? <laughs> like what, what number are we up to? Target one hundred, <laughs> number nine. So it should be like so like a whole fuss and say number nine. <laughs> now, obviously, we've caught a lot more than nine tuna, but well, this is nine that I've personally tagged. But the issue oh, is... I've tagged about five. Yeah, but I'm not including those. I'm in, Adrian. Okay, so I if need, if I need to five, help you. That's 14. That's We're getting there. Yeah. But hang, hang on. The issue is we've caught a lot more than 14 fish. The issue is that um, receiving tags off, you know, game clubs or from the DPI directly can take some time and they only send out 10 at a time. So... Yes. You get... You know, a couple of weeks where you're catching fish without actually tagging any. We've had tuna sessions where you get 20 in one, and, and yeah. those those times yeah. are coming up. Yeah, I'm thinking March, April, <laughs> yeah. May. That's what we need. We yeah. need a few 30 sessions, but, yeah, we're, we'll run out of tags if that happens. <laughs> no, but, yeah, you knock over a 20, 30 session, you know, that knocks out a third of the, the target. So that's it. Done. All right. Well, awesome. Yeah, we'll make up a little – maybe – We'll get Joe on this because he seems very passionate about it. We'll no. make up a little tag at one hundred count. Just need it. We need it. You know what a, we need? We need to keep track of the the tag. We need people to send us some empty tags. Oh, good call. <laughs> yes. If anyone has any tuna tags that they don't feel they're going to use, send them in. You can contribute to this show by donating us unused tuna tags. What's right? The, what's what's the postal address? Send your unused fishing tags to Adrian's workshop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, send us a message. Yeah, um, <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want sent people sending in like anthrax and shit. So we've got to bet. <laughs> well, we're we're in that age, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got it's, exactly. There's a lot of yeah, war going on. There's going to be someone that hates you. Yeah. Ukraine might bloody well, send something. Well, Joey, good. speaking of someone that hates me, yes. Um, good segue. Sunday. Oh, me, me, and Dave went uh, fishing. So, to Peter Griffin for you know what really grinds my gears. Thanks, oh. Tom. You know what really grinds my gears? This is a big grinder. Oh, this is a big gear grinder. I'm scared. Yeah, so on Sunday, I noticed, because Dave came over you know, for dinner or whatever, and he gave me some tag cards to send in with mine, and he left it on the bench, and then Sunday night, after we went fishing, I went to put them in my car so I can send them in the mail the next day. And I go, hang on, what's that on the back of my car? And it was paint all on the side of my car, at the back. What sort of paint? Well, house paint. We need Brendan in to colour match us and tell us what <laughs> colour. I think it was kind of like a surf mist colour, Joe. What happened? No, I think it was more of an off-white. Off-white? That would, that's <laughs> what, what, Are you saying somebody, um, ca- somebody gave you a spray? That's what surf mist is, by the way. I know. <laughs> I know. I work in a refrigeration panel and that's what colour it is. Okay. Aggressive. So somebody... And, and we've kind of traced this back to Stony Point Boat Ramp. Yeah. Because what happened is I, f- I found um, paint on my car and I go, oh, shit, it wasn't there this morning when I hopped in my car. Um, it's got to be the boat ramp. And I messaged Dave on Monday and said, my car's got paint on it. And he goes, oh, it wasn't your neighbour at the factory here. Like, just, I go, no, Dave, it was Sunday night <laughs> that mm. I noticed it. And it wasn't there Sunday morning, so it leaves it to the boat ramp. And then I go, Dave, can you check your trailer for any speckles of um, paint? 
and there it was, speckles of paint on his trailer because it was only on the back um, rear right side of my car. Like someone flicked paint on it and it went over, you know, the roller door shutter thing and it's quite a nuisance. It just terrifies me getting a new car <laughs> to have to worry about that kind of crap. <laughs> so this is grinds my gears. So let's actually get angry about this. Um, I don't know why this has been done. I can't think of anyone that we've upset other than Adrian flouting the laws with the police, <laughs> but that was before this. And you just don't deface other people's property. Someone, Adrian's worked really hard to get have a nice car and where we've gone out fishing to de-stress, not bothering anyone, doing our own thing like we always do. And for someone to see his property and think it's okay to damage it um, by throwing paint on it, which how do you even, why are you carrying paint with you? Um, it's absolutely shit house, And we are going to find out who it is. And using a very special set of, um, what's the line, the Liam Neeson line? I will find you. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can see that, Joey. There's paint all down my car. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was all on the roller door shut as well. Um, and that's why I'm like, oh, it's got to be on Dave's boat trailer too. So so was it, Was it? Uh, do you reckon other cars got done? And- no, because I was parked um, just past the gate. The car park was full. Were you parked? So I was under the tree. Were you parked somewhere you shouldn't have been parked? No, no, I was off the road. And the other thing was my safety chain was undone. Yes. Which Adrian was like, Dave, did you leave your safety chain undone? I'm like... That Dave seems ho- really odd. I would never do that. Dave hooked up his boat on my car. Lucky the winch yeah. handle was still there. People swipe them all no, the time. Uh, she's attached. Yeah. So Good. that was all right. So, yeah, the line is um, developed a very special set of skills over the years. <laughs> skills that make me a nightmare for people like you paint throwers. <laughs> <laughs> and I will find you and I will throw paint back at you. No, it's just a stupid malicious attack. Like what? What goes through your mind and go, oh, I'm going to flick paint at Adrian's car? And how on earth do you get that off now? Well, it comes off car paint quite easy because it's, you know, you've got a finish coat. on it. Did you have the ceramic coating no, paint protection? Because no. I, I actually it's had this. clear coat. I actually had this one. It's called Ducoat. Oh, yeah. Because I learned this because actually once before I parked my car out in front of Brendan's house yeah. and we went off on a fishing trip and I came back and some little turd had spray painted his tag on the bonnet of my car. <laughs> yes, I remember that. And oh, I wow. was furious. And it just so happened I was with paint expert Brendan. And yeah. he's like, oh, don't worry about that, Dave. That just like wipes off because the crap quality spray paint can they use does, does not kind yeah. of adhere to your car paint. Exactly. But, yeah, the issue was not the car paint itself. It was the plastic trims around it oh. that got stained that you can't wipe it off. So. Mm-hmm. Buff it out, or maybe a car detailer can do something with it. I don't know. It's just, just annoying. It's absolutely infuriating, and that's shit house. Yeah, and that really grinds Dave's gears. Oh, on behalf of you, and yeah. like I don't. There's only a ton, it didn't really affect my trailer. <laughs> no, it does. Thank like, God, like that would have been speckles. Thank it. God, Joe. That would, we would have been in real trouble then. Mm. Um, yeah. So. That kind of rolls into the fishing reports, given we haven't talked about that trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where'd you go, Dave? Do you, do you have a little uh, opening opener for the for the hookup? No. Do you want to make us one? You are a musician. Oh, I'll Quick, see what I can come up with. Off the top of your head, with. go, go, go. Come on. 
It's the hookup. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. I did it. That was horrible too. Um, yeah. So the paint splattering incident was last Sunday, was it, Adrian? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, so when we went fishing with um, your good mate Reese. Yes. So actually, it's a good. It's a. It's a good example to point out that these fish at the moment are very often on if you are chasing tuna locally and you do miss out and you feel like, why me? It's not just you. Mm. Um, there are literally days where they're just not on. They're not feeding and it seems like they've disappeared. Or like you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, on in the morning, not on in the afternoon. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, Sunday we did 160 Ks um, out the eastern entrance. And you know what we caught, Joey? Gurnards. Couple of wahoo! Oh wow! <laughs> oh, it says cooter. Yeah. <laughs> Shelby thought it was a wahoo. <laughs> no, I thought it was. A, well, it was Doctor yeah, Snook. Yeah, they were giant um, no. barracudas there. What we call bass straight wahoo, Joe, right yeah. there. They, they, they took the uh, deep divers, the Halco Browns and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we went from Kilcunda down to past uh, the back beaches of Port Phillip. Yeah, circumnavigated uh, Phillip Island there. And That's crazy. Some, How can you do 60, 160 kilometres one day and not see them? I don't know, but at the at $2 a litre for fuel now, I'm regretting doing that because <laughs> I still have to refuel after that trip. And my boat uses a lot more than Adrian's, that's for sure. Yeah, we mine would have used about 43 litres that day, but yeah. Yes. So the hookup. We've had our trips. What do you got for the hookup there, Dave? Well, we've we talk about Marlon straight. We talked about Marlon straight off the bat after Joe. Yeah, he opened flawless <laughs> opener. You said you wanted you wanted something exciting. It's I like did. it's like Marlon, get excited. <laughs> and then I like the large pause at the start before you just really ripped into it with the Marlon reports. So we've covered that. Yeah, um, quite right. Widespread at the moment. Birmingham to Eden for us Victorians is probably. Where most people will I think Tudor as well, they'll get in them there as well. So. Yep, probably. Uh, Dave, I'd like to know how the whiting actually going. <laughs> they're going great, Joe. They're <laughs> happy in their little sand holes, nipping, nipping around at various worms and crustaceans. Fantastic, because there's some people that might like to know how the whiting's going. Even Thomas Pinter wanted to know how the whiting were going last time. Oh, he you did, actually yeah. listened to our podcast, Joe. Yeah, I did. So wow. Dave needs to be asked about whiting regularly. Yeah. Well... If I was to talk about whiting, it would just become like the Port Phillip snapper thing where it's just like a constant thing. Oh, my so, God. They've been going really good. <laughs> <laughs> they've been going really good. Port Phillip snapper? Yeah. Tell me more. getting like 80 centimetre um, fish, like first light, just bang triples, doubles. There's only back on. Let's go. <laughs> Adrian actually said, I think I'm going to do that next trip. And I said. I'm plastic, so. And I said, I shan't be partaking in that, Adrian. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, uh, How good is it? You know, cube up some pilchards and and just toss them out there and just huck out a few silver whitings and pilchards and just watch the rods just freaking buckle right over. <laughs> Tossing and hucking. Nothing better. <laughs> I think I was more into tag at 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, look, it's, it is a good option. That's for sure. Um, yeah, so the king kingfish are still good locally. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I, oh yeah, true. I went out, went out last night for two hours, Joe. On the kings, yeah. I targeted the top of the high tide change. Yep, which is kind of primo time, and we fish boy twelve. <gasps> I said it out loud. That? I said it out loud. Boy twelve, um, where there's been everyone knows now. Yeah, but like one day they're there, one day they're not, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so there was a dozen boats on there, and I didn't see anyone hook anything. So he went. We did a couple of hours jigging last night and 
That's kind of the first time we've really gone and checked it out properly. Mm. Hey, did you get <clears throat> did you get Jigger's Pit? No. Have you have you heard? Do you know what Jigger's Pit is? Yes. Well, when I went uh, kingfishing with Brendan. <laughs> I wanted you to say no, Dave. Oh, I know <laughs> so he did. Continue his story. When I went kingfishing with Brendan to New Zealand, like we're all day, we're jigging, jigging for kingfish. And then Brendan's like kind of rubbing his, under his arm. He's like, oh, shit, Joey. Joey, <laughs> I, I've got Jigger's pit. <laughs> and it's like, what do you mean? It's like, it's like, yeah, Jigger's pit, you know, like chafing under my arm from jigging all day, so. The very interesting, actually, the very interesting thing about last night was I noted Brendan was going with the, the sluggo, soft plastic technique. Yeah. I said to him, hmm, that certainly looks like it's a little bit less taxing than jigging. Interesting. <laughs> I suppose that's just a coincidence, isn't it? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Dave, yep. I uh, just uh, thought I'd change it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Did he even try a jig? He had a, he had a jig. Yeah. He had a jig. So yeah. me, Reese, and Brendan... Please ask him for me when you see him next if he got Jigger's pit last night. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, that was a classic little trip, actually. Yeah, classic, very some good. Some classic Brendanings going on. His uh, electric motor remote ended up in the water at one stage. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's expensive, man. I grabbed it, but it Did got it water- waterlogged and his electric motor then went on full speed forwards and started trying to ram us into the metal, the metal boy. <laughs> and... <laughs> So, so we had to like fling the, the main motor. So we had like the main motor in reverse hard, which are going forward. Lucky we didn't tear the boat in half, really. Yeah. Oh, while we're um, taking pot shots at Brendan's tinny, does he. Does I'm he, not. It's <laughs> a simple electronic malfunction. <laughs> well, how's his live bait tank going? Has he, has he drilled out that extra big hole? No, no. His live bait tank still sinks the boat every now and yeah. then. So it yeah. overflows straight into the transom. So, so you mm. dropped the, the remote in the water. Shouldn't they be waterproof, these things? Yeah, you'd think so. But then it like shorted and just went full speed forwards. Into the buoy. It wanted to. And what'd you do? Just rip out the uh, power supply or something? Yeah, I pulled the plug out. Yeah, right. Yes. Good so, quick thinking from Dave. Yeah, save the day. That boy wouldn't have known what hit it. Um, oh, boy. So, yeah, kingfish widespread. There's been some good ones th- in the rip. Reasonable ones in the rip. The ones that are in Dave Western been- Port seem a very nice size yeah. class. The ones in the rip seem mixed. Yep. And Jason Taylor, our boy, he's caught some real nice ones down at the prom. Yeah. Some real nice exactly ones. exactly where he catches them. Yes. I'm going to give it away. I think we all yeah. know, don't we? Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> some um, people might not know. There was one particularly really nice one I saw that he got with with Michelle. Oh, yeah. We should Michelle. get Michelle on the podcast. We've we'll get Jason and Michelle on. Yeah. Um, how big, did you see how big that one was? I think it was, it was a nice one. One, one maybe. One point something. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so King's going good. I had a little bit of a Tassie. I, I've talked to Jonah. Um, I just wanted to get a little bit of a wrap-up of Tassie from him. A little bit of Tassie hookup. Yeah. Um, and he's come through with the goods and given me a reasonably comprehensive. He didn't sound, t- he didn't sound too excited about the fishing down there. But he said... Um, Small bluefin and Derwent River flathead, albacore yeah. at Eagle Hawk Neck Shelf. Yep. Um, he albacore. also, yeah, albacore. Yep. Um, the run of albacore. Wow. Had a photo of which I was supposed to send to you so you could get up on the screen right now, but yeah. we've I forgot to do it. He had a nice photo of a uh, sixty to seventy kilo bluefin caught. 
from either he wasn't sure Matt Syker or Pedro off the south of Tassie. About the same thing, which is probably the first one of the of, of the bigger size class of fish to come through for the season. Where they're coming from, Antarctica. Yep, they they live in the they live in. Santa's oh, they're village. coming from from there. You'd assume that's where they're coming from. Yep. Um, no, you wouldn't. That's a <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't assume that at all. <laughs> um, so that's about that 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 whole uh, eagle hawk next about to fire up with. It's it's late, normally mid to late March that the big tuna really fire up there. So that's really not far away at all. Wow. Blink and that will be happening. And big yellowfin mixed in as well. So In Tassie? Down there, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Last year there was probably six or seven, like 60 to 70 kilo yellowfin caught amongst, amongst the bluefin. Um, the other really interesting thing Jonah sent me was a photo, um, which we don't have. <laughs> To put up, I've got it on my phone, but yeah. Adrian doesn't have it to put up on the screen. So maybe we'll post it on our Instagram after the show. That's yeah. right. You can describe it. Of a bronze whaler charging through a bait ball down there in the south of Tassie. What, on the shelf? Um, I think it's actually inshore. Yeah. But like that's really unusual to have a bronze whaler that far south. It's like having a tiger shark in Victoria. And someone happened to take a photo of it, like going through a bait ball and nearly eating a bird and stuff. So wow. That's We'll put that on. We'll put that on our um, Insta because that's yeah. really cool to see. So, um, oh, and Jonah requested I mention that the elephant fish down there are. Ah, uh, yes. So Jonah's been catching elephant fish. Well, this is funny because I had a conversation with you, Dave, mm. this uh, early this week, and said we should probably mention the uh, the unique elephant triangle in uh, Western Port. Do you know I- about the? The triangle, Joe? Yeah, yeah, I know about that. But I, I, what I'd like to ask you guys is, like, what, what has happened to the to the elephants? No, they like, come in now, between now and May. I know they come well, in now, but it just seemed like, look, I've got a funny story about elephants. Like, look, I grew up fishing with my, my dad and uncle, and, um, you know, we were just hopeless at fishing, and we just used to love the elephants. We were just like, oh, great, the elephants are coming on. We can actually catch a fish. And, yep. gee, we used to slaughter <laughs> the elephants back when it used to be. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. Know. Like, back in the mid-'90s, oh. it was like, you know, whacking day on The Simpsons? Yeah. Where <laughs> there's a day where they all get, like, snake-whacking poles and go out and whack all the snakes. And the elephant season was much like this. Whole families would go out and just partake in the harvesting of these silvery thing, like weird-looking things of the deep. Like I remember my family did it. Yeah. And even my mum, who barely fishes, would come out and we'd be swinging gaffs and there'd be shit going everywhere. That's it. You it, couldn't miss it. I remember like you'd see like Robin Gray on Sidewinder there. He'd just have like heaps of people on on board and they'd yeah. just be, yes, yeah, flinging in elephants. But it was great. We used to look forward to elephants, but I... there, there can't be as many around nowadays. No, because no, the aforementioned whacking day. Probably uh, thin the, still, the numbers a bit. Do you know? Do you know where the triangle is? Yep. So can you name it for me? Yeah. Well, I'd say it'd be like mm, up to Coronella. Yeah. Real points. No, real. Oh, Churchill ob- Island. Yeah. Like ob- observation point. So you got you got tortoise heads. Yep. Coronella and Churchill. Yep. They're, that's your points. Do you know what's really weird? Elephant fish season is supposed to be from like late Feb March, isn't it? Yeah, to May. Yeah. Uh, when we're Mulloway fishing, yeah, we get them Coronella, in, We get them in like September, yeah, and November, yeah, and December, and January, and all the months in between, yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, they're a weird, I guess, deep water oogly that yeah. come 
right in the shallows to, um, I guess, spawn. Yeah. And they're an amazing creature because we actually did an episode of New Fish where Brendan pulled out all its – they have these little legs tucked into their body. Oh, wow. And you can pull them out and they've got these little – They're actually the most horrific-looking creature. Like <laughs> one of them has like a flop-out penis on its head with teeth <laughs> yes. on it. Like <laughs> It's true. Like literally like yeah. a horn that just like yeah. extends and then there's like a hole in the head. It's like creepy as like what the hell. And, and the legs that pop out of its belly. Yeah. Like <laughs> – <laughs> but, but what actually killed that charter fishery was um, the the limits got reviewed because everyone was killing too many. Yeah, and it's only one. You're only one per person, so it wasn't worth running charters on them. So that was the end of that. But, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Oh, David. But would you would you say say that they're um they're not as plentiful as the, the the normal run used to be? Like I just just remember everybody would get them. Well, could you say it's like a like a cycle, life cycle, you know, with locusts, how they have one big cycle every couple of decades. You could say lots of things. Well, Look, would it be there's accurate? not much science, science in it, is there? Look, no. I can't say I've been personally targeting them the last few years and I dare not say you guys have said, hey, Joey, I'm going on the elephants. <laughs> you We're going on safari, <laughs> <Jump> Joey. <laughs> <laughs> the elephant safari. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jonah's been getting elephants yeah. in Tassie, which he's very excited about. Great. So, yeah, that's uh, about all I've got for the fishing reports for oh, very today. Good. So that comes well up done. to our questionnaire time. Yes, and actually, I think we actually did get some questions in after all. I did put a shout out on Instagram and just before the show, after it being up for about half an hour, nobody had sent a question in and I was like, oh, this is awkward. No one wanted to ask Joey a question, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. After I promoted that Joseph was on, everyone it was like, Crickets. Oh yeah, I think you. <laughs> I think you kept me in the closet or something, Dave. It's one of the surprises. Oh, you're in the closet, all right. <laughs> 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 oh, Joe. By the way, oh, actually, we'll get to this in a minute because yeah. it's one of the questions. And there's a little campaign that's starting to gain momentum. Yeah. Um, a campaign. Yeah, a campaign, and I'm all for it. To be honest, um, Joe's getting real estate calls, and he's terrified he's going to miss them, and his real estate overlords will kill him. Um, <laughs> There's one particular good friend of ours who asked us a lot of questions. He's clearly listened to several episodes in a row. In the last few days. Do we want to have a look at some well, of those? They're on the screen here. Our mates. So do we go from the first one? I don't know where it is. Go up a bit. You've gone way too far down. Yeah. So, so here's one for you, Adrian. Do you want me to read it for you? Yeah, you can read it. Hi, Adrian. At the 10-minute mark. So what episode was that? That was a few weeks ago. I don't know. You talk about your rod and reel combo. Top what, water tuner. What rod were you using? I'm thinking of getting Shimano Therese 15 to 40 with Saragossa 6000. This is like a sight test I'm trying to read <laughs> with 30-pound braid. Will this, That's it. <laughs> will this work casting 20-gram metals to poppers along with a good old round, being a good old rounder for Western Port snapper and gummies? Well, I've got to say the combo I got would not be ideal in Western Port at no, all. <laughs> those two things are a very different style of fishing. Yeah. yeah. One does not suit all. So what is the combo? The combo I got, it's a, uh, we've spoken about it before, it's yeah. a PE2 grappler with a 4,000 size reel with 20 pound braid and that thing would get murdered on any snapper or gummy or eagle because the current's really fast. You've got a 8 to 20 ounce sinker on and... You're just going well, to not it, have fun. It would well and truly be all right for catching the species, but the fact that you've got to yeah. run heavy lead and then you catch stingrays and stuff makes it Yeah, the stingrays and the sharks that will destroy your gear. 
Yeah, it's more the rods we use for trolling for tuna is the same ones we use for Correct. for fishing. So with that, I'm using eight to twelve kilo revolutions with a ten thousand goser with thirty pound braid, and they seem to work on all Western Port species and the light game stuff offshore. So. That, that's really interesting conversation. I would think as well. Um, to go one further, sometimes you get that question: Is it a good all rounder? For everything, I, I really think that you should uh, invest in something quality that you're going to use a lot. Like, say, for example, you know, tuna. Like we go tuna fishing a lot. I want to buy myself a nice tuna casting outfit. Yeah. Um, I'm not going so much snapper and gummy fishing nowadays. So I'd buy something maybe more of a budget because it's not going to get used as much. But yeah, yeah. I think you should always buy well, something that you're going to use a lot. Well, I'll tell my wife, um, Haley, that uh, no, I can't catch. A gummy shark and a snapper rod. I need a snapper rod and a gummy rod and a squid rod and a tuna rod. You can't catch different species on the same rod. That's how you end up with so many rods. I yeah. feel you don't really need to spend a lot of money yeah. on um, your tackle. Just select it wisely. I exactly. agree. Yeah, shop yeah. smart. Shop smart. That's it. All right. What's our next next stew question? Oh, okay. Um, oh, he's agreeing with us with the grind my gears. With the key issue, and he's asking, he's agreeing, but then he's not agreeing. By Just saying, to turn can you... the lock and key, though, so the next bloke doesn't have to deal with the same issue. I think he's agreeing that it's annoying that we had to collect the key and unlock it. Um, okay, there's another one. Uh, Adrian, can I come out with you to help tag one of those tuners? Uh, there was an actual another question up here. Have we sure? Stu- okay, Stu- no- if you're um. Keen to just spontaneously go at three in the morning. Yep, you're welcome. Bloody oath, Stu. We'll get you out on them. Um, okay. Do you ever worry your gear, if paid for, <laughs> will come out of the holder while trolling for school tuna? <laughs> or do you have advice, tricks, tips to avoid this happening, etc.? Well, it has to happen. What's that say? If it has to happen to anyone. He's just asking. Oh, he's saying it's going to happen to him. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> having well set up trolling rod holders will negate this happening. Um, there shouldn't really be any angle where your rods can rip out. Um, but if you are concerned about it, then definitely on the big expensive reels we run lanyards. But one <laughs> it's very interesting. We've been watching lately of what, one of the charter boats, yeah. who shall rename Real time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They've got some interesting tactics to run more than, I guess, five or six rods. Yeah, they're running rods out of their snapper rod holders. And if you have a look here. They, the only thing that seems to be keeping that rod in the boat is a handle. <laughs> it's hooked up. Wedged against its own rail. So that rod's actually on, by the way, So on a tuna. Yeah, that's hooked up. You've got to be careful also when trolling that um, that the graphite, you know, sometimes you've got the... the the foam between the graphite. You don't want the graphite to be rubbing on the steel. No, no, you don't. Absolutely. Great call, Joe. Yeah. Um, I've seen rods snap. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a, it creates the a weak point. Stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you pretty much shouldn't really troll with those split grip ones because that exactly that'll happen. Yeah. It'll snap. Or, or like usually it's on those um, people double up the tuna rods for our jigging rods and they've, they've got like the little bits of graphite maybe close to the real seat. Yeah. 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 We, we did have one more question from Lisa Webster as well on the YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Um, she's just saying, hey, boys, we recently had uh, our first experience tangling with bluefin outside Westernport. 
After trolling all day, we ran into fish on the surface close to home and threw stick baits into them. We hooked two and after 30 to 40 minutes on each, pulled the trebles at the boat on both. My question is, what boat driving techniques can you suggest to help get these fish up as we got into a stalemate and pulled the hooks? Well, 30 to 40 minutes. That's, that is an <laughs> incredibly long amount of time for a school tuna. Well, you know, fishermen like to exaggerate. You know, you could if you might be fighting a fish for two, but it might feel like 10 to 15 to others who are fighting it because he's in such a moment. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, first of all, like time. I would say well done, Lisa. Yeah. Great yeah, work because those fish you. haven't been easy to find. Um, so but you found him on the surface, so. Yeah, and you got the hook up, so even better. Uh, in terms of getting the fish up quickly, um, probably driving around too much is probably not helping um, because what happens is you're kind of traveling the same direction as the fish and therefore the fish doesn't have to pull as hard and doesn't get as tired and therefore it can sort of sit on its side and just use its own weight to um, dog it out under the boat and you get stuck in that stalemate that you're talking about. So on school tuna we don't even drive the boat. Um, The fish has to pull the line under its own steam and then obviously it's using more energy and then we get them up. Big fish, we kind of do. We we have to drive a little bit because you got to work some angles and whatnot. Um, but we do try and let the fish tire itself out a little bit if that helps. What can also happen after the 30, 30 to forty minutes? They could have could have worn a hole out in its mouth. Yep, potentially. Potentially, yeah. The, the longer you're fighting a fish, the more stuff that can go wrong. So thank you for sending that question in. There's a few questions on uh, your post now, Dave. There is. So yeah. I reckon we throw to that. Yeah. Can I talk about one of – oh, should we leave it to the end? The well, movement. Yeah, we've got 10 minutes left. So yeah, whatever right. you want to do in that 10 minutes. I really like this comment here. Joey, love island this year, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> love island, maths. You know, look, I'm pretty happy with dating in the dark. It was on – Fox 8, cable TV, you know, about 8.30 on a Wednesday night, not too many people watching. I don't think I'm interested in being on a show that 7 to 10 million people watch. It's a little bit too embarrassing. <laughs> I really would – I think it's perfect for you to go on another one of these things. Like now – Can, you, we, can you we create a dating show right now? So we're going to set you up on a blind date with a commenter. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. Dave, does she, does she like fishing? Oh, well, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> um, David, that, why does that joke? It's just keep, like you know, Brendan, Peter. Like, <laughs> oh shit! There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, never mind. Oh, sorry, Joe. You've um, you touching up the wrong way. So you're before <laughs> your you're before your time with dating in the dark. Now all these other shows are now coming out, and they're getting. Way more attention. They're in the mainstream. So I feel like you've got to have another crack at it. So I'm thinking like Maths or Love Island. Get yourself on there. Well, look, Love Island's way, way better than, than Maths. Like, you know, yeah. it, Maths, like you're locked into that one woman on Love Island. You can, every week's a different story. What about Big Brother? <laughs> Big Brother. I haven't watched that in a long time. Okay. So anyway, that was yeah, good back in the day. I reckon yeah. we should write up a. Uh, what about sex factor? What's that? <laughs> Something I just made up. <laughs> Sounds like some porno you've been watching. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So I reckon we've got to make an entry for Joe. For one there of you go. Oh, well, yeah. thanks for the question. An application. Nice to have one question out of how many oh, other people. Dave did uh, rub you up the wrong way there. Oh, and well. he's terribly sorry. I really am. I didn't, didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Um, okay. You had a few uh, more questions here questions on questions on there? Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, the wedgie. Yes. All right. I'll go through to Ben's fishing, how and who got you into fishing. I think we've talked about that before, haven't we, in a previous episode? Yeah. Yeah. Um, team want to fish. Yeah. What is your number one go-to hook for skirts? As in Big AK, Jobu, etc. He loves his Jobu hooks. Um, <laughs> I didn't understand that question. Wait, Jobu, is that like Nobu, that Japanese? No, Jobu's a good trolling hook. They're the black ones. Yeah. Pakula? Yeah. Owner. Yeah, owner Jobu. Yeah. Um, They're the big black gapey ones. Dojos. Yeah. No, Dojos is what I like. Oh, yeah. Pakula yeah. Dojos. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Pakula Dojos for trolling. You can sharpen the crap out of them, get them super sharp. Well, you can reuse them. That's the thing. With Jobus, they're a chemically sharpened hook. They are, so. and they also are not like the sharpest. The tip on them is actually not super sharp. You can mm. get, you can file a stainless hook into a lot sharper. I know, tip. I tried them on swords once and lost a few swords. What, the Jobus? Oh, yeah, the same. The Jobus, yeah. Yeah, same. And then I, yeah, and then that's when we switched. Um, so, yeah, I like uh, Pakula Dojos. Um, well, the other really good one is a Maruto. Oh, trolling. yeah. Very nice sharp hook. Um, moving on. Uh, last question for the day, I think. What does your yearly schedule look like, uh, for example, chasing certain species in Pacific months? I think that's supposed to be specific. Okay. Yearly <laughs> schedule, gosh. <laughs> Well, isn't that that changes? Well, every year. I, th- I think we just kind of follow the fish trend. What's biting is what we chase. Sometimes we like to, you know, bite the bullet and go a bit earlier and just try catch that species. But mm. um, so yeah, we just follow the, the fish season, I guess. Yeah, it's whatever's firing. If something new and interesting starts oh. pops up and. That becomes part of the schedule, oh, I guess. I'll make an attempt to answer that question. Yearly fish schedule. Um, you know, what are we in now? February, marlin. Um, pretty soon we're going to get into March, April, then the, the school tuna really start cranking up and then that turns into the barrel tuna. The barrel tuna can be uh, May, June, July, potentially. Uh, you know, Then what do we get then after July, August, if you're into trout? They've got trout open season. That's September. September, then we go <laughs> then we go into snapper season, October, November, December. Love I'm it, just Love I'm it. just thinking tuna, tuna, tuna. That's what I'm thinking. There's been a lot of tuna going yeah. on. Yeah, um, that, that's what I'm interested in. But yeah, you The could, thing is these days seasons are overlapping because our fisheries are getting better. So a lot of these things are year round, like as we've kind of you there's there's certain patterns forming in the fishing reports. Tuna have been around for, for ages. They're nearly a nearly an all year thing. Snapper an all year thing. Whiting an all year thing. You know we talk about them so often. Um, what about the elephants? Elephants. Yeah. We just said <laughs> out of season. We've developed a new elephant fishery. Yeah. Um. So you can catch most of these things if you put enough effort in it. Most times of the year. But um. Yeah. I think Joe's kind of va- put a vague timeline on. 
Well, except we don't do trout fishing. No. Yeah. I think he meant, yeah. Well, you know, Thomas Pinter the other day, the cod fishing, like he said he loved in, he, but he said he loved it because he can do it all year round. You just have to adjust your tactics. Yeah. Yeah. We're moving into cod. Yeah, cod I'm season. into that. Yes. That'll probably be the next thing. All righty. So, yeah, thanks for the questions, everyone. Yeah, um, no. Really appreciate it. Keep sending them in. Um, if you've got any that you want us to bring up on next week's show, send them in. We'll put up another post closer to the podcast, I think, and uh, get everyone's thoughts. But that's uh, another week done, I think, boys. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. good. See you on What's Love up, Island. you bloody legends? Thanks for listening to Wind Against Tide again. That's it for another episode. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'd be doing us a massive favour. Thanks, guys. Joey's lover. Ah, uh, you know I love you, Joey. <laughs>